Hey, 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 what's going on? This is Riverman from Hobo with a podcast. What's going on? I'm here with Bat32. What's up, fiends? Yes, you're on another fiendish please podcast. <laughs> here we are. We needed it, man. I uh, I haven't got to talk to you for a while about movies and everything. I've been on your show, you know, maybe once a year or something for the, the reunion shows and everything. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think starting something up is just, man, I need it because, like, b- doing the behind the mask thing and everything, which go to behindthemaskpresents.com and, uh, but we don't really cover a whole lot of like horror exploitation art house shit, which I want to talk a lot more about because I don't know, I'm into that shit and I know you're into that shit. So I was like, <laughs> might as well call up Bat and see if he wants to do something. So, yeah, I think like initially it was just going to kind of be, I don't know, you want to lean more towards, I don't know, it just seemed like, well, with this episode, and we'll get into what we're covering and everything eventually here, but, uh, I mean, it just seemed like you wanted to do more foreign sleaze, and then I was like, well, I mean, you know, I started making some suggestions, and then, mm-hmm. of course, you you hooked me up with a monster suggestion of some <laughs> art house sleaze. Like, it's really, yeah, I mean, it's really uh, movies with an edge, but it's think pieces, I think. But I don't think that's all it'll be. I mean, it'll probably be other sleazy shit. But I was trying to push the roughies hard. I was like, roughy. <laughs> I know you were. For, I was like, I got a biker porno. Let's <laughs> let's review that. And you're like, eh. I was thinking of this and this and this. And I'm like, look, here's some screenshots. Yeah. Just pull that over for a while. And you're like, ah. Just I don't know if I'm trying to go that direction. I'm like, look, man, I've done this before. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to tackle EC, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do something else. I don't want to be, you know. I was like, go fucking go big, or go home. I was like, fucking fast. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be covering yeah horror exploitation. Yeah, some art house stuff. We came up with that. You came up with that pretty good idea. And then because uh, there's a lot of shit out there that nobody talks about, especially in the art house films. And, um, like, I mean, there's a lot of that that I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen quite a bit. There's a lot of Netflix and stuff you can stream, but um, there's so much out there that people haven't seen. And, you know, some people are into it, some people aren't, but I really dig it, so. Well, I I mean, I think it would be a great opportunity to cover some more, uh, like I said, art house think pieces that, like, I really wanted to cover on EC, but I guess it just never happened because I was just like, Man, the hardcores out there are just not going to be interested in, uh, you know, this or that review, you know. They yeah. just, you know, they don't want to, I don't know if they, 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 like, the hardest hitting shows are, like, the roughy shows. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know what to say, you know, really, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, this would be great to really touch upon some stuff that, um, you know, I've always wanted to cover, and I'm sure like you, you'll want to get into. And uh, I think it'll, I think it's gonna be a fun little experiment. Uh, it, with <laughs> no, I agree, man. Like I was saying, there's so much out there that we haven't even scratched the surface on it yet, man. You threw some shit my my way, I threw some shit your way. So uh, we'll see what uh, how the shit floats. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this is going to be great because, uh, of course, I'm not running the whole show. Like, I don't have to edit all the shows. So I was like, totally all about that. And not only that, but it's going to be, I think we're going to be doing like a little bit of a shorter format yeah. than yeah. what, you know, the EC is, you know, long haul. You're, you guys over at uh, Behind the Mask is kind of, 
I don't know. You guys have been doing a lot of those Walking Dead yeah. little things, and those are like an hour. So you're you're kind of used to the the shorter format anyway. So yeah, we haven't done the longer format for a couple of years now, and it's just uh, you guys I, have done like uh, close to a three hour show, right? Or have yeah, you done three hour shows? Yeah, or? that was back in the early uh, BTN yeah. days, pretty much. But yeah, recently it's been more mainstream and everything like that. So I kind of wanted to dive back into the my roots the stuff i you know love and um i mean that other stuff's great and everything but just giving everybody another avenue so um that and then i kind of wanted to touch on how we actually uh how i actually met you bat i uh i ended up emailing uh ec a few times just bsing with uh, you and j-dog mm. and uh i listened like you're like you're saying a while back i listened to since day one and like I don't know. I I never really had the balls to hit you guys up because I was I was one of those listener closet listeners. Yeah, there's then, a lot of those. And then uh, I try day, calling them out, but yeah. they just they don't they don't come out. They're like, nope, no way. <laughs> and then once I started delving into some of these uh, exploitation films, I haven't heard you guys talk of. I actually you know asked you what you guys thought of these. Are they worth picking up? You know, tracking down and. Uh, Met you guys on there. Uh, I think it was the uh, serial killer episode I wrote in, and uh, somewhere, somewhere around there, because we thought you were, uh, we thought you were uh, the Green River Killer's son or something. <laughs> but I guess it was a nod to uh, Return of the Living Dead. So we, we didn't put that one together, even though me and J Dog are huge um, Return of the Living Dead fans. Yeah, it's uh, and it's pretty obscure, obscure but uh, yeah, Riverman's <laughs> always been my homeboy because he's a poor homeless black man and i he's always had a warm spot in my heart so uh of course i've always been a river man at heart so uh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah it was, i mean yeah, well and at some point you had hit us up and my thing was like yeah we we decided to start our own podcast mm-hmm. up. and uh i was like well i think i remember saying i was like I don't know what I should say here. Do we make it look easy? I mean, it's not really that hard, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is a pain in the ass. So good, good luck with it. And of course, uh, shit, you've been running strong for two, three years, two, three years. Now we're, we're working on our fourth year. So you have to be into your third year now. And, uh, cause I think you started up 2011. Yeah, we started up in 2010, um, October 30th of uh, 2010. So, and I think you guys started up somewhere between in in the middle. It might have been like six or eight months. Yeah, it was. I think it was around April or May of mm. 11. It wasn't too too long after, and of course, uh, you guys with you guys got around and shit to the convention. So you really uh, you guys picked up quite a quite a nice little fan base not only that but when you guys started doing a walking dead podcast of course you guys were giving away all that free shit and yeah stuff. we got yeah. fucking everybody and their mom now we got all the fucking 30 40 year old old ladies listening to the podcast you know bitching at us for uh hating on daryl and all those other characters so yeah, check that out if you want to listen, if you're into that stuff. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, Riverman says, I'm about tired of all that shit. I, I want to get talking about the sleaze. <laughs> if, the, if the ladies are going to listen, they're going to be sleazy. and They're going to want to watch amputee pornos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They like to see a stump shoved up an ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't talk to them unless they've seen the movie Aftermath. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think that's good, like, prerequisites, you know? Um, <laughs> that was even hard for me to stomach, but... <laughs> Isn't but, that uh, Nacho whatever? Isn't yeah, that his film? Yeah, well, he had, like, three different films, I think, in one box set, and I think He's that was... He's very talented. He yeah. was at uh, Fantasia Film Festival with Jim Van Beber and stuff. He's on that documentary. And that's I'm actually pretty- a really well-made film. I mean, it's beautifully oh. shot and everything. <laughs> He's extremely fucking talented, and yeah, I mean, I just he uh, like I've only seen a couple of the short films, and uh, that's really what they are—short films. But yeah, he's he's very talented. Maybe that could be something uh, to cover to, on future episodes. Yeah. So bring it up. So I have aftermath somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got it on Netflix a few years ago. I mean, think of that—that that on Netflix. I mean, that's just. Insane. That's insane. It is insane. I think I remember reading about it in Room Org or Fangoria like way back when it first came out. And I was like, man, that looks like. And then I went and I was like, man, I heard all about this Aftermath movie. And then I like seen screenshots and read about it. And I was like, I don't know if that's up my alley. And like I avoided it for like the longest time because I knew it was going to be brutal. And I was like, I just don't know if it's something I like. And I want in my life, <laughs> but uh, you know, after you see like Necromantic, yeah. like you can pretty much, especially Necromantic Two, mm-hmm. uh, you can pretty much watch anything after that. Yeah. Then, you know, and that, those I really I think Necromantic One is a really beautiful film. Necromantic Two is just fucking plain disgusting. No, I agree. And it's I- just sick. <laughs> there's nothing beautiful about it. Like the first one is really well made, and there's that great uh, corpse fucking scene with the the music, and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. This is the greatest corpse fucking scene ever. Well, the score you was know? great. I love that oh, song. Beautiful, beautiful score. I love that score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did own the first one. I think it was like the Barrel Entertainment one, but I ended yeah, up, I uh, ended up flipping it because it was getting high in price, and I was yeah. like. I'd they rather have a cool are. hundred than a fucking <laughs> a limp <They> dick. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you had that movie. Yeah. I, but I don't know about the hundred. I might have given you a fifty for it. I'd probably shell out fifty for that one. Anybody listening that has any of those barrel entertainment uh releases, let me know. I've got fifty, I'll do the fifty. If someone wants to make a fifty, I'll take Necromantic, Necromantic Two, and uh, Last House on it's Dead, Last House on Dead End Street. I'll throw out a cool eighty. I wouldn't. It's coming out on blue. Is it? But has yeah. it got the booklet? And uh, I doubt it. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've already tracked down like the all the extras, and I have a copy of the movie. I just really wanted that booklet that came with it. I'd, really. lo- I'd love to have it, man. I love that film. I actually have the I, one sheet on my wall. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted someone to like. I've even asked people to just scan the book in, man, and send me the PDF, and I'll print it out myself, and then like I'll take it to the print shop and have them print it, you know? And I'll be like, I got the booklet now, you know. I wish somebody had like the fan edit, dude, of like a, the five-hour cut, but that'll never be found. So, oh, there's a five-hour cut. Yeah, there's. Really? I mean, yeah, hmm. it's floating around somewhere, but interesting. Yeah, I don't think it ever saw the light of day, but I don't know. I kind of wanted to jump into uh, the new what Don Coscarelli uh, news with uh, the new Phantasm Five. Mm-hmm. You, you check out this trailer or what? Yeah, there's a teaser trailer. Um, actually, Ain't It Cool News dropped the uh, teaser little poster and stuff, and I 
they were pretty reputable. So I posted on EC and then, um, I just seen, I think it was yesterday. I don't know if that's when it dropped, but like Dale had already, he was all over it already already had, cause he's a huge phantasm fan. And, um, yeah, cause I don't know that, um, that UK edition that has, that's like the, it's the spear. Yeah. Right. Um, that has like a whole documentary in there, which a bunch of, I don't know if the whole thing is on all the, like, for uh, three releases through Anchor Bay, mm-hmm. but that release is put out through Anchor Bay. But for some reason, that documentary, not on any of the other ones. But there's like pieces of them that like talk about each film, you know? Yeah. So I tracked down that. It's like an hour and a half documentary on like the whole franchise and stuff. It's really well done, and uh, so I tracked that down, and um, I had hooked him up with that recently, and so we had been already kind of talking about Phantasm and. Uh, you know, and then this happened, and yeah, Dale's a huge Phantasm fan, so, and he was like, yeah, man, I got goosebumps from that trailer, and I was like, yeah, I felt the goosebumps, too, it was really, because, like, it, um, it's really well shot, it yeah. looks, fan- it look- it's got, it's basically, it's weird, man, it's like time traveling, it's like, it's got that modern HD look, mm-hmm. but it's like, characters i've like grown up with like but they're older but i don't even give a fuck like even like yeah angus scrim's older but it don't even fucking matter new fucking phantasm it's like that the ball is back yet again and uh yeah man did you see i don't know it wasn't the same fucking it looked maybe it looked like a newer charger like all souped up like in a couple of the shots i'll have to wildly watch it once just because like i don't know i don't trailers or whatever you know but it was i usually don't watch trailers and i hate reading reviews and stuff so yeah. but. and i don't know what to think about it i mean it it looks solid but i've never been a phantasm fan but i i yeah, still want to check it out i mean i don't know why i just never really got into it but it you know it looks like looks pretty promising i mean for something newer coming out well, I've always been a huge Phantasm Two fan. That's my favorite of the uh, all the films, and that's actually the first one I ever seen. And um, I actually never saw the first one until, and I had seen three. Mm-hmm. I had seen two and three, <clears throat> but I had never seen part one and um, or part four. And um, <clears throat> I had to track down. Uh, well, I waited till that Phantasm One came out from Anchor Bay. That's when I first finally seen the first one. Yeah, but I had seen so many scenes, you know what I mean, throughout Part Two and Three from One, because you know, Coscarelli is known for dropping all that shit. But it's actually it's weird because lately, um, I picked up a copy of Kenny and Company, mm-hmm. and like I said, I tracked down that um documentary and stuff. So I don't know, and that was just like a month ago. So I must have like maybe my uh, maybe my sleaze senses were like, yeah, I feel another phantasm coming. Like I don't know, it was weird because I've been watching a bunch of stuff with phantasm, but yeah, it's always been a favorite of mine, and um, I'm so disappointed that part two didn't get like a really good proper uh, release. Who, who put that out? Was that Anchor Bay that put out? Two no, nobody put you know, that. Universal put uh, it out, and they wouldn't like license the. No, I th- that's the only one. Like Anchor Bay wanted it, but they wouldn't license the rights, and that's the only one that um, like wasn't like shot out of Costco. That's the one big budget one. That's where they, that's why like um, 
fucking Mike was the, you know, different guy, which I had, uh, what's his name? He's great as Mike. Like I really, I wanted to see him come back in all the films, nothing against fucking, uh, what's his name? Michael Baldwin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was great as the kid, but you know what? I like, you know, this dude. And I seen him in a few other movies, you know what I mean? And he's just like, really talented you know what i mean so like i don't you know i don't know i mean it's kind of hard for me to really i guess it's cool that uh baldwin came back you know what i mean like and he's in this new one too yeah, i don't know. seen him in a trailer and everything which is cool you know i expected him to be back because he was like he's been in like three of the films so if, you know it's cool and everything but yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited, and I have been a Phantasm fan since childhood, so, you know. And it's something I need to revisit, because I haven't watched it since I was a child, so, that, I mean, that could be my main problem, because the only thing I was watching when I was a child was fucking Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, and... I don't know, um, but... I think you need to, I think you need to look at, uh, I think you need to pick up part two, because that's part really... Two. Yeah, I think you need to look at that one first, and then... You know, maybe hit three up because part two and part three are really like they're great um, 80s horror movies. You know what I mean? They got that 80s feel to them. Uh, my favorite scene is when uh, Reggie's going against that dude with the giant ginormous fucking lumberjack saw. And he like does the he like almost gets his balls buzzed by it. He does like the whole jump over. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like they break into the fucking hardware store and are like rigging up like the blowtorch and like the fucking four barreled shotgun and like they're building it like that's that's when it like all the cool weapons came like building the weapons and shit was part two that's why that's important i think you know so and of course the fucking the hemi the Mm -hmm. hemi cuda and then i think they changed it to a charger but um part two i think had a hemi cuda in it and uh i don't know i think the first one was some kind of um a charger that was modified and the body was modified. It was custom job. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't original. So I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah. No time frame on when that thing's coming out. I, I just saw they, what popped up the trailer a few days ago. So we'll From see. What I understand it's already like, it sounds like it's already done. Oh really? Okay. So like the thing is Don Cosgrove was talking about it before, like a couple years ago and there was rumors that like he was filming stuff, like all kinds of stuff with, uh, Angus, Angus Grimm. Huh. And, uh, but like he wouldn't make a promise. I think he was just like shooting stuff and coming up with ideas and like trying to put everything together. And he didn't want to make no promises to anybody and then be like, Don Coscarelli said the new Phantasm was going to come out. And then when it doesn't come out, everybody's like, fuck Don Coscarelli. You know what I mean? Shit like that. So he wanted to make sure that nobody could gripe about it. So Sure. I don't know. Well, another big piece of news uh, that came out a few days ago was that Dark Sky – is going to have Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in the theaters here on June 20th. Well, that's the release date, but I posted something about it like a month ago. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know if that was a Blu-ray or DVD. There was no there was no release date, and I thought to myself, they were saying that they're all going to go and remaster it. This with yeah. this art said and I was like it's already remastered. Like it's already out on blue. There's already a digital print. All you got to do is put the digital print out there in the circulation and you're ready to, I mean, I'm sure that's how they're going to do it. They're yeah. Gonna the, the newly restored version, they say. 
they probably went in and spent a little bit more money to clean it up. Um, personally, like I think that it was spurred on, and I I, I remember watching the Chainsaw 3D and how they had went and made all the um, old footage 3D, mm-hmm. and then but they went and cleaned it up and it was HD. And I'm like, man, there are they did all this with some, all these original materials. I was like, well, what's stopping them from doing the whole thing? And that like, and me and Dale talked about it. And I said it would be really cool if they. Um, they could release this in 2D and then maybe take, you know, the time to do one of those post-production 3D versions. Why not? And then just put out a DVD and people can pick or a Blu-ray or whatever. You know what I mean? They yeah. just people can pick which one. I'm wondering if it's going to be a blue. Is it going to be a Dark Sky Blu-ray release? Yeah, I don't, I'm guessing it is. Um, Dark Sky will probably be putting it out. I, it's I already it's out like, on blue. Yeah, it's out on blue. And wasn't what? it through Synapse? God, I don't know what company that was. It was out of yeah, press for a while, then it's back syn- in print. It's Synapse, yeah. because I've got the... It came out the same time that that DVD to tin came out, and that one's through Synapse. I'm pretty sure I got it on the shelf over here somewhere, so... But this one's, yeah, they're saying this is a 4K transfer and it's supposed to look really good. I saw some of the screenshots. They look decent, but... Yeah, Go was trying to get me to uh, pick up the blue, and he's like, man, I'm telling you, but I'm glad like I held out. You gotta wait. I'm waiting now. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely because I've got the uh, I didn't really want to upgrade, but like now it sounds like they're really going to say, is this going to get a, a wide release or is this just going to be a limited release? I'll drive to fucking see this. I'm mother. guessing. I don't know who's who's going to be showing it. If it's like Alamo draft houses, I don't you know. know what? Like the uh, uh, dark sky or who was it that put no Severin put out that uh, Manson family. Yeah re-release in theaters and like so if it's like that like i said atlanta will probably have it but then that means like a four-hour fucking drive again just to go see a movie but texas chainsaw mask you gotta see it on the big screen dude it's that's the whole point of being getting an opportunity to go see it and not only that but it's like it's gonna be an hd print i'm sure a lot of fans will bitch they'll be like it's all cleaned up it's not the same thing it's like motherfucker the texas chainsaw massacre is playing in theaters well i saw i saw maniac uh grindhouse was uh having that go around the circuits when they did a reissue of it and the blu-ray mm-hmm. came out and i saw that in theaters and seeing that on film was did uh, it? it was great yeah, I mean it was me- a memory that I, I will never, I will never forget because it's one of my favorite horror films. So, yeah, well, I think about see Joe Spinell. I picked up last horror film recently, so I haven't watched it, but uh, it's one of those. Uh, pro- I enjoy it. I like, I like just about anything except for the Undertaker. The I haven't Undertaker. seen that. I was always tempted to pick that shit up. So. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a uh, Joe Spinell completist, I mean, you've got to have it because yeah. like, it's Joe's at his sweatiest. <laughs> it's just dripping. Like it's pretty terrible though. Like he, it's the only reason to see it is because Joe Spinell's in it. But uh, it's really terrible, man. I don't even know if it's in print still or not. That uh, I think it's a Code Red DVD. Yeah, I and do. uh. It looks terrible, man. And, like, I swear to God, some of the shots that are cut in look like they were shot with, like, a bunch of it's, like, shot on film, but then there's a bunch of scenes that are, like, inserts that look like they were shot with a video camera. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> kind of sprinkled in there. Nice. Yeah, and then someone wrote into EC, I remember, and then said that, uh, 
like they had an original like cut i guess from like joe's buddy of the original and they said that like the way that we described the print that we seen was like didn't a lot of the scenes weren't even in that one and like i'm like well we got it we got an uncut print then and you got a cut print he's like he said that uh, like it wasn't even didn't even sound like it was in the same order and i was like this movie doesn't have to be in a particular order to make sense like yeah. it, it it's just like basically yeah joe's like a fucking mortician or whatever and he's like there's all these scenes where he's like sitting because he's like fat as fuck at this time and like you can really tell he's old really old and like he's just sweating he's like he's so fat and tired like he don't even want to do anything like most of the scenes are him sitting down (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious dude there's not a lot of like He's in cars and he's like at desks and like there's some standing scenes, but there surely ain't no heavy movement. He's sure to fucking running after girls or something. He doesn't, like, ha- he doesn't have the energy to rape and kill. No, he definitely <laughs> doesn't. He's like, come over and just lay on my dick. Yeah. <laughs> rape me. Oh, That's why he's a fucking mortician. He's like, bodies don't run. <laughs> <laughs> no, last thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, News I just found You're touching on a lot of stuff. Well, the last thing, I just kind of... Watch where your hands are touching. Oh, I don't know sorry. what... Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, what are you touching on over there? Stop, <laughs> stop finger-popping each other's assholes. you like, I want to touch on another thing. I'm like, just watch how much things you're touching on, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, lastly, uh, Motel Hell's coming out. Shout fact or Scream Factory is actually putting that blue out in August. I just picked up that double pack. I think that's the only DVD release, isn't it? Yeah. That two. MGM. Uh, deranged. Yeah, that's, yeah, deranged. It's a good double feature. It is very it good. Does look good. I just watched that recently again because, like, I had a uh, like a rip of it. and It looked fucking heinously terrible. And I don't know what the fuck if it was a TV rip or what the fuck it was, but it looked like ass. So I had to upgrade. But I think I only paid like six bucks for that. And you know, I could upgrade to the blue and still have deranged. So and deranged is a fantastic film at that. So that's a that's a great purchase. I have that too. And I actually have Motel Hell on VHS, which Ooh. looks like a pile of shit. It's so dark, but yeah, that's probably the rip I had was an old VHS rip because that's what I noticed. And I seen that motherfucker on TNT back in the day on Monster, Monster Vision. Vision. Yeah, looked like shit. It didn't look like that. Yeah, I recorded it. I remember that. I love that episode. Yeah, but yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. I love that film, and uh, I actually picked up the one sheet about three or four months ago on eBay for the Look, great price. It was only like twenty bucks. So that's it. Yeah, God. I, yeah, I pretty much stole it from somebody, but I got I got it hanging up right here above my computer. So it's it's killer, man. So I can't wait for that in August. But, yeah, Farmer Vincent, man. That's right. Mm. I want some of his jerky. Mm. It takes all it takes all kind of critters to make farmer Vincent's fritters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mainly human. That's right. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> Where's Charlton Heston when you need him? He'll go out to the magic garden and be like, It's people. <laughs> I love his fat slob pig of a wife too. That's his sister. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty much it. There is some weird shit going on though. There, like she's all jealous and stuff when the new girl moves in and shit. So yeah. you can see, like, he was like, "Yeah, I fuck my sister <laughs> once in a while." <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But uh, I don't know. Was there anything you wanted to jump in on, touch on before we uh, rolled into a break here? I don't know. You've touched on a lot of stuff. Oh. I don't know if there's anything else for me to touch on. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, shit. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. You get into a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how many listeners of, of Behind the Mask. I don't know really what this is going to generate, if it's going to generate like BTM listeners, EC listeners, or brand new listeners. But, um, and I don't know how much, you know, your listeners follow us. I'm sure there's a couple sleaze fiends and, yeah, and there's some in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we, I run the podcast over at EC. Um, you can check us out at Exploited Cinema Planet dot com now um we used to be at a blog spot actually it's a still a blog spot i just bought a domain name finally got on my ass so that works and uh we also uh produce a um actual sleazy piece of literature now called sleaze fiend magazine and you can still pick up issue one uh i think i've got about 17 16 or 17 copies left they're pretty much down to the end uh there will be a reprint sometime down the road but i don't know when so if anybody really wants to check out that book oh and we're doing a contest on ec and sleaze fiend you can find us on facebook um just type in exploited cinema or sleaze fiend magazine probably if you want to look for the contest um you might want to go to sleaze fiend because it's probably right at the top whereas we post all kinds of shit on ec so you might have to scroll down a little ways but um yeah we're running a contest on there we're giving away two free books and uh yeah i I think i'm gonna be closing that contest off here sometime here in early april here whenever like i don't know i might do another round and see who else wants in on it but uh so yeah if you're interested in checking out sleaze fiend it's a uh sleazy fanzine um and uh i don't know everybody says the cover art looks great so i don't know great my rating i wrote in there a lot of people wrote from ec and uh friends of the show and stuff like that you bought one river man i would highly recommend it i actually got two books one of the books all the pages are stuck together but the other book is uh well that's because you requested you said you wanted bat 32's love juice all over you were like you wanted me to he said like all the fans say you want me to sign it and i'm like all right you want me to sign it all right and they're like uh, why is my book all cummed in? And I said, you wanted me to sign it. So, sign yeah, it in so, white crayon. So if you ask me to sign your book, I'm just going to blow my load in it. Because mm-hmm. so, that's my signature, like, pretty much. So. <laughs> but not on the cover. It's in the inside. Like, you yeah. know, I don't want to fuck up the cover. So Yeah, thankfully the centerfold wasn't fucked up, which is nice. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I tried. So. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, let's jump into a break. And uh, we're going to talk but, about, what? Cannibal Apocalypse. Yeah, I was going to say, let's introduce the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be back. Hey, good looking. Want a date? Are you looking for a sleazy good time? Then check out the podcast that gives you more half and half bang for your buck than any other show out there. Exploited Cinema. Join hosts Bat32, Dale Roy, and the go as they bring you sleazy and cheesy movie reviews each month. They'll also bring you engrossing interviews with indie filmmakers and horror historians. So what are you waiting for? 
put your money on the dresser and get busy or else stop wasting my time. I need a man-sized podcast, not one for little boys. And that means exploited cinema. Listen up, suckers. Visit Exploited Cinema today at www.exploitedcinema.blogspot.com. You dig? in the flea market taking pot shots at the cops outside. Okay, that's enough. Wait a minute. Please. Please try to understand. Listen to me. While she was here, I I had this urge to bite her. To bite her, you understand? Like Bukowski. We're back to talk about Cannibal Apocalypse from 1980. Mm-hmm. Well, at least back in what 1982 it finally came out. But this is an Italian cannibal film. Thriller, if you want to call it. It's starring John Saxon, Giovanno, Giovanni Radici, and Tony King. Which are What's it what's uh Giovanni's aka? What is it? Uh fucking the hell is it? John Martin or something like that. John Martin, yeah. Mm. That, that, like, I really distinguish him with the the guy that does his dubbing because I'm pretty sure the guy that does his English dub over is the same guy on every film. I just know him as fucking Ricky, dude, from House on the Edge of the Park. But like that dub over is identical to the man who did his dub over for Fear Ox. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this was Ricky with like the same guy who did that, but like a higher pitch voice. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, this is brought to you by our uh, Goose Island sponsors, the three one two Urban (laughs) Wheel. Drink it up. Drink it up, Chicago. Yeah, that no, that go that goes down smooth, and uh, it would really go well with this particular uh, review. Because holy fuck, like I never seen this little nightmarish Italian gem, but um, yeah, when you told me John Saxon's, I'm like, well, I've heard of it, but I thought it was like. I thought it was like I thought it was gonna be like um, zombie or something like that. Like the jungle comes to the city, you know what I mean? Like or some shit like that. I just I was like, this is just one another one of those fucking Italian cannibal films, and I've I've seen so many of them. Not to say I don't like them, but I'm just like, "Eh." but you were like, no, this is this is something else. (laughs) It caught my eye. It was on the video nasty, so I was like, "Ah." I went through a phase. Uh, like a few years ago, I was watching all the video nasties, and this actually caught my eye. I checked it out. 
I ended up buying it off of fucking eBay for, you know, cheap, on the cheap. And then, uh, of course, it's out of print now, but it's just a film nobody fucking talks about, man. So Yeah, well, I mean, really what hooked me in was the John Saxon factor. And, of course, when John Saxon comes to Italy, I'm pretty sure this is in his contract. He's like, I do my own dub over. Yeah. I'm fucking John Saxon. I do my over, you yeah. know, so... And I don't know if uh, they had – I want to say they had majority of the people spoke English in this, maybe like the nurses. and I know, of course, John Saxon, but I mean there's a few people that didn't. They had the dub overs. Giovanni has, has heavy Italian accent. Yeah, he has the dub overs and it's – I mean but I don't think it's too distracting. I mean some of the characters are you know hit or miss, but overall it's not too bad. I was very surprised that uh, – when I saw Tony King in this, of course he was from. He was in Shaft. He was in Bucktown. We won't. Probably my favorite black exploitation film was Bucktown. But is it? Yeah. Oh God, I love that film, man. I don't think I've ever seen Bucktown. I've heard of it, but uh, maybe I should get on it. Yeah, you definitely need to get on that shit, cracker. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is directed by Antonio Margaretti and. Um, Basically, it is John Saxon who was, Viet, was in Vietnam, and he comes across. Well, he's looking for his his two colleagues, comrades, or whatever. They get taken hostage. Yeah, they're POWs. POWs, which of course they're underground, like in every other fucking Vietnam film, <laughs> with the, the spikes. And yeah, they're they're underground. They have to come rescue them. So they run out into the fucking jungle and uh, they wreak havoc on. On the fucking uh, Charlie, who kidnap them, they end up killing them off and uh, end up finding their comrades, which are underground, and come to find out they're fucking cannibals now. We don't know how, but they're just fucking cannibals. They throw some girl down the fucking uh, down in there, and they start eating eating her, and then um, they come to rescue her, and uh, we see John Saxon get bitten, and he kind of wakes up from a dream. Yeah, like, and he's got a hot-ass wife and shit, too, I just want to mention. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, we don't get to see her titties, though. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, like, it, yeah, and of course, uh, Giovanni is uh, one of the cannibals and his other brother. I don't know who, I don't think Tony I've King. ever seen, I don't think I've ever really seen him in another uh, uh, Italian film, though. No, I don't so. know why he's an Italian. Tom Thompson's what they call him, so. Maybe, uh... Maybe uh, Fred Williamson was like, you need to go fuck with the the Italians. Because I know uh, Fred Williamson was making that jump to Italy yeah. in the 80s real heavy. Uh, I mean, I think he started up a, a, like a studio over there. So I took Poor Boy Productions <laughs> on over there. So you still need to stop watching them cartoons. <laughs> Talk to Aaron on that. I'm, uh, I'm the hammer. I'm the hammer. The Hamill played in the first two Super Bowls. <laughs> he talked shit about the other team and then got taken off the field on a stretcher the first Super Bowl. But he somehow got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring that he bought. <laughs> he hit Jostens up and he said, I need a Super Bowl ring. I'm the Hammer. I played in the – you didn't win, though. You rolled off the field on a stretcher. I'm the Hammer. The Hammer's still the Hammer. He's still wearing his fucking zoot suits. 
He'll put the fucking hammer down on you. No, the man, the man's a bad motherfucker, and he he's a fucking genius with business. Uh, you know, so I think he'd be a hard man to approach. You know, uh, definitely wouldn't be talking to him about no business or interviews or anything like that because he'd be like, "Where's the money? Why aren't you talking money? I'll do you. I'll do you a little interview for the money." Yeah, he wasn't, I mean, I, he wasn't too warm with us when we we met him. He but, drives uh, around in a Hummer, man. Yeah. I've seen his fucking Hummer and shit, dude. You know, that's you know, he's a businessman. It's hammer, so. being, it's hammer being hammer. That's all we thought. You know that he uh, he uh, designed like fucking skyscrapers and shit and all kinds of buildings out in Dubai and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the off season when he wasn't playing football, this motherfucker's a hustler. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler, so. Little Fred, that was a little Fred Williamson sign. Fred talking. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about Fred. Uh, episode we'll definitely, in the we'll definitely get into Fred. There's all kinds of shit. I just, you know, seen Joshua, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta say that was a poor boy production. So. <laughs> what do you think of these cutaway flashbacks from Vietnam, dude? They look pretty bad. They look like what? They straight were pretty v- good, but, but then- they were shot in like Italy somewhere. So you know. Pretty sure, you know. I don't think that they went to a jungle. They might have even made this on a set, for all I know. It, it looked like they made it on a set, but I it could have been on like a soundstage. I mean, that's how the Italians work, you know. It did have that soundstage feel. I'm pretty sure all that shit down in that pit and stuff was definitely on a soundstage. Yeah, and then we had the uh, the. Dogs. Oh, you're talking about all the old like the real Vietnam yeah, footage, Vietnam or like the footage, yeah. yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty terrible because yeah. the, the grain just doesn't fit. You know, you needed to. Nowadays, if somebody was going to use Vietnam footage, they would go in there and clean it up and shit, and try to match it up the best they could, or you know, make it into do some kind of effect where you can't see that it's retro. You know what I mean? And then you see you see the. Uh... GIs or whatever that jump out of the chopper, and then of course John Saxon just pops in later. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, I was on that chopper." But John John Saxon just rolls up and he's just shooting up the place after about like five minutes of like, "We gotta look around." Fuck it, these gooks are all over the place. Da 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 da. And it's just like motherfuckers are jumping out of woods, cutting yep. people's throats and shit, and it's uh. Yeah, it's pretty good. And they weren't they rolling in it with the flamethrower too. Flame they like, they burn one, burning random women shit. Yeah, that was great. The women were fleeing out, and they were like, "Ah ha ha!" It was totally Vietnam. Crushed the Viet Cong style, basically. Then they had the German Shepherd with the C4 strapped to his neck. Oh yeah, that was great. He's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Yeah. He's like, "He's like, what? I'm petting the dog." And he's like, "I just wanted to see." Like, I wish the Italians would have had Savini come over. They're like, "We want to just blow this guy up and just have body parts flying all over the place." Yeah, it was. It was just an explosion from off in the distance. So you're like, they, you could tell they didn't have a budget to like blow up something like a body, have it fly all over. Savini would have had him like pack a fucking bag or something, just like filled with just severed parts. But they did spend some money on some oh, of the did. effects in this the, film. We'll the get to that. Great, though. yeah. Um, they kind of what move in after the dream sequence into we actually get to know John Saxon a little bit. He's uh, he was in in the war ten years prior, and obviously he's having you know flashbacks or PTSD. And we come to find out. I don't know. He's just flying this airplane outside. We want to mention that, like, yeah, when he uh, tries to, like, he does find his P.O.W. buddies. Yeah, yeah. 
And like uh, he gets bitten and shit, and like that's when he wakes up from this dream. But yeah, this yeah, we got all these kinds of scenes. Like I think his wife works for the news, right? Yeah, basically. And um, yeah, there's we get this great fucking scene. Like I just want to throw this out here. It's pretty pretty like right into the fucking movie. It just really shows you about like the sleaze. Oh, that's this, great. The sleaze where like. The girl next door. I'm, I'm thinking she's like 15, 16, maybe 17. She's not. She ain't out of the house yet. And she comes over and is like trying to like. Marry? Yeah. She's trying to get with Saxon, man. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get into the Saxon factor because Saxon, you know what I mean? Even if he's balding, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> so he's a beast. She's like, he's a non-vet. I want him. Comes over and seduces him. It's great. Decorated war hero. One in the hair yeah. dryer. Does your wife have a hair dryer? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hair dryer. I'll give you a reason I have to go wash your hair. <laughs> and then she tries to seduce him, and then he gets a uh, phone call from a Radici, crazy Radici that was in a fucking mental, mental institute mm-hmm. for the past 10 years, him and his buddy Tony. So he gets a call from him and saying, you know, he wants to get together. And he's all cool and everything. Like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go out and have a beer. And then he brings up, yeah, remember that time we were in Vietnam and I fucking bit your arm? And then he starts freaking out. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, this movie's pretty crazy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what to really say about it. Because it is just insane. Really. So Saxon starts freaking out. He starts having, I don't know, a flashback or something about him, like, maybe being a cannibal now. And then we get a great scene with him and Mary or whatever, uh, where he actually takes the bait, we think. And uh, I don't know, he, does he rip her top off? or he? No, he rips her, her bottoms yeah, off. Yeah, panty. He pulls his up. Shit, this a, is a big sleaze. Muff. You see a muff. Hmm. Uh, a muff underneath the panties and then uh, you just see her with the i don't know you don't know what happens it's a kind of a cutaway but she's just yeah oh. you know what happened yeah. you know what happened john saxon put his put the sleeves on her he put his fucking saxon sleeves <laughs> took it up to, he put some saxon action on her ass were you surprised in that scene dude that always caught that caught me off guard the first time i saw it, man i was like this is i was like so what's sleazy about the, oh there it is i was like watching i was like yeah this is all right but it's just a, it's just a horror movie and then i was like oh there's the sleaze yep there's the sleaze plus uh you know that dude that she picked up like jogging and shit like and then that one scene, I'm thinking, like, by the end of the movie. Like, oh, the Dr. Mendez? Yeah, when that one scene where uh, he, like, comes in there. I won't give too much away. We're jumping ahead. But, like, I just got this feeling that uh, from that one scene where he was jogging and then that end scene. And there were, I think there was a few other scenes. I don't remember. But just seemed like she might have been fucking around on. No, I agree. On Saxon already, so like it was totally, it was totally justified to fuck the sixteen-year-old neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, he, he's, a, he's a decorated war hero. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking he's a beast. Like they they, if this was Roman times, they'd be throwing him bitches like that. So, and she was probably banging him when he was off in Vietnam. So I'm sure yeah. she, I'm sure she was, but. That was the the doctor, one of the main doctors in the film that she's mm-hmm. she's friends with. But then we they cut away to uh, Radici in the fucking mental hospital, and they actually let him out. Did did we end up figuring out why they fucking let this guy out or what on good behavior after ten uh, years? Being I don't a cannibal? know. 
I don't know, but basically when John Saxon tells him, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll hang out, and then never shows up, yeah. Radici goes crazy. Yeah. He, he goes to a fucking movie theater and uh, Ricky's on the loose. Is this this guy really does. He's like a mix of Ricky and the fucking crazy cokehead dude from Fear Rocks. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a mix of that. He's like, oh, I'll just take these two characters and combine them. <laughs> And he is just like fucking wall to wall crazy. Like his his facial expressions in this movie creepy as fuck, dude. Yeah, this dude is he is so fucking talented. I he mean, is. he's amazing. I don't know why anybody isn't fucking casting him in films. Just dub him over. Find the fucking guy that does all of his dub overs. I'm telling you, it's the same fucking guy. Just have, bring him in. Have him do the dub over. He can be in an American film. Yeah. It's fine. He can be with other American. I mean, he worked fine with John Saxon. John Saxon works really well with Italians, I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't know why he ain't kicking it in Italy. I don't know. Maybe fucking the Argentos and shit. Like, maybe they fucked him over or something. You know what I mean? He don't want to fuck around in Italy or I don't know. And that's pretty much, I mean, yeah, that gets into Radici's fucking going crazy, yeah. which I love that scene, man. Yeah, he goes to the fucking movie theater, and he, he sees this couple in front of him start making out, and then he just can't stop watching her. Might yeah, be a oh, boy's taxi, like might be a taxi driver. Yeah, he's, he's sucking on her titties and mm-hmm. shit, and yeah. And Radici wants a piece, so he, he ends up biting her. He's a fucking cannibal, and they end up coming after his ass. Which is a great scene. You have the bikers after him, and then he yeah. Somehow there's this guy on a motorcycle coming after him, and like basically like all right, I'm gonna be honest with you. All the shit that went down, yeah, he did some crazy shit where he bit somebody and stuff. But like these motherfuckers were like vigilante justice immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like so he runs into he runs into this fucking like I don't know what the fuck it is like some kind of fucking I don't know like. JC Penney's. I don't know. It's a flea market. Oh, it's a flea market. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he he did break in or did he just run in and yeah he broke in or ran on something yeah. Somehow they've got all these guns back there, so he loads up like twelve gauge shotgun and like blows that nigga off the fucking bike that's riding in. He just blows him off. Shit, what does he hit him in the fucking like, dude? All the blood in that shit, the blood streaks, shit, like. There's some body drag and stuff, and I'm like, that blood looks real. It's great, man. It looks, the way it's streaking on the floor, I was like, this looks horrifying. (laughs) And it's a powerful scene. I mean, they have the cops show up and everything, and the bikers are outside, too. Um, They don't even tell the bikers to get back or anything. They're just standing there waiting to get their turn on Radici because they still want him, dude. Yeah, and, like, there's a security guard monkeying around in there. See, like, you could say, yeah, like, he was doing self-defense on this biker dude that was like, he's going to kill him on that. He's riding after him on a motorcycle and stuff. He's just trying to murder him, run him over. So that was maybe justified, like, killing him. But then the security guard comes in there, and he gets it. And it's like, yeah, you definitely got, got murder on your hands now. So, And, of course, they got to call Saxon up to come down. Talk him down because Saxon yeah. hears about it, and he's like, he just comes in. He's like, yeah, I was in Vietnam with this fucking guy. So like, okay, send him in. Let's see what he can do. <laughs> see if he can talk him down. And of course, he yeah, does. yeah. And they throw like a smoke bomb in there or whatever. And fucking Radici, uh, he's like, just piss on it. Remember? Yeah. And like Radici takes a piss on it. 
I don't know, man. This is some crazy shit. Like, I don't know. They basically, yeah, Saxon ends up talking him out and stuff, and so he gets taken back to the mental asylum or whatever. But, yeah, this is like this all kinds of just like, I don't know. There's just all these un- unsettling, weird scenes in this movie. <laughs> there's, a, you know, there's a lot of plot holes, too, and it's not perfect by any means, but there's, I think the good scenes outweigh the bad scenes. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, as a whole, the film's great, but there's a bunch of, like, wonderful fucking scenes, especially, like, yeah, this, I like that we're talking about this flea market shootout scene, because it's... That's a great scene. Dude, like, Quentin Tarantino would, like, work his ass off to do something like that, and the Italians would just be like, yeah, that's a day's worth of work. Yeah. They'd be sitting around drinking coffee or something, smoking cigarettes, like... (laughs) And they do this all in one day, two day shoot, you know. So I mean, this is just this is grindhouse right here. I mean, really, to be honest with you, this is this is definitely forty second street material. Yeah. Uh, and they end up going, of course, take him back to the hospital, and Tony King's back there, Tommy, and then they go both go ape shit. And I don't understand why it took him fucking ten years to go ape shit. Yeah, it was like, they didn't go like ape shit before. Yeah, they they don't explain a bunch of shit. We get to all kinds of shit. We basically this is where we start finding out like a bunch of people get bit at the fucking nut house, mm-hmm. and then like the doctors. Then you see all this crazy shit where they end up running wild, mm-hmm. and it's like then you realize like what is this some kind of contagious shit, and like then you realize like basically like. <laughs> I don't want to really give. I don't think we should give too much away. But yeah. Like, I don't know. There's like all this twist, and it kind of hits you, and I'm like, but they didn't really explain it. Like, where did it come from? Like, you could have been like Agent Orange, or like it just was like a. It seemed like it was like they rewrote the script halfway through it. Like, no, that's a terrible idea. How about this? I mean, it's great and everything, but. Very little explained on it's, how this occurred. Yeah, and there's so many. Plot I was going to ask you because I mean I know how Italian films are, and like I might have missed something. And so I was going to ask you: Is there a spot where they tell us like no. why they have contagious cannibalism? No. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of plot holes, and it affects people at different times. Like it, it can affect you within ten minutes, or it can affect you within ten years. You know. <laughs> Basically, like, I don't know, they got, like, mad cow disease or TB or something, I'm guessing. Like, that's all I can think of that, that they would have, but I don't know if it would turn you into a raging maniac cannibal. So. At, first, at first, I thought it was, like, PTSD, and then t- until, like, all the nurses and doctors started getting it, and then I was like, yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's cannibalism. <laughs> it's cannibalism. <laughs> it's <laughs> Doctors knew about it, like. Yeah, I don't really want to get into this whole, like, the whole movie, but, like, somehow all the cannibals get together and band together, and it's, like, fucking them against the police. Mm-hmm. It's This movie goes so many directions, but, it, like, it's weird. Like, it starts out, like, oh, just a sleazy Vietnam War veteran and his crazy buddy. Yeah. And then, like, next thing you know, it's, like, cannibal outbreak. We're we're gonna take on the police in the sewers. Yeah, and I think it kind of it kind of fell apart in the sewers, but the special effects yeah. in the sewers were great. Am- 
it didn't even matter. There was too much action going on for you to give a fuck what like the plot was going on. I was just like, the cops have flamethrowers. I was like, there's flame. I was like, they brought the flamethrower back. <laughs> yeah, and you got to see it for uh, what happens to Radici too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just man. That's one of the best scenes I've seen in uh, in a horror film. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's this crazy twist ending and shit. I don't really want to give away, but like, it's pretty much like, I'll just say it's a, there's a suicide ending, mm-hmm. and then like, then some other weirdness. So like, just right at the end, like like they were signing up for a sequel or something. But you know how the Italians work; like, they don't give a fuck. They don't. And I thought it was. Eh? I actually thought it was the perfect ending, man. Like, I love the double twist ending. Hmm. Especially with Mary and everything, and then you know you get to see what actually happens to Saxon and all that shit. So it's yeah, it's, it's definitely a different film. I'll give it that. Um, I'm glad I seen it, and like I've got a copy. Although the copy I got looks a bit rough. The so. one I yeah, I have the DVD. Uh, like I think, like I was saying, is I think it's the Image Entertainment one. It has some decent special features, if I recall. But I just think maybe they had a hard time cleaning the print. Uh, it, was, it was still a shitty print. It looked VHS quality best. So. That's what I thought. I was like, this? I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I expected it to be cleaned up, and I was like, is this a trauma release? <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like it. Like, no, nah, not to knock trauma. I really like those uh, I retro. Like well, the retro, the retro uh, ones they did of... Uh, what is it? Combat Shock, which yeah. is another movie kind of like this, but a little bit lower budget, but has intro scenes with fucking Vietnam War footage. But like that movie, the thing about that movie is, is that the footage that they shot on the streets looked just as shitty as that footage. So it actually matched. Whereas like the Italians are, you know, they're shooting on a little bit. They're shooting. They've got a different. I noticed all Italian films has this weird, like, Italian, I don't know what film stock they're shooting on and what kind of cameras they're using, but it moves different. You know what I mean? No, I like, agree. All Italian films have this weird, different, it's almost like TV film mm-hmm. look. You know what I mean? Like, something like a made-for-TV movie would no, look like, yeah. but they're way sleek, you know. So overall though what what was your uh what did you think of the film? Yeah, I thought I, I really liked it. I think like the whole thing with Saxon was great. I thought like he's really what made the movie. Mm-hmm. Um of course, I got to give it up to Redici, Giovanni Redici. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a great actor. I love everything that I see him appear in. Um you know, I really would have liked to see him get to do another movie with David Hess and they were going to do last house on the lot or a uh, house by the edge of the park or two, you know, and, uh, I just, you know, I would love to see this man back on screen and stuff and show. I'd love to see him fucking get back together with, uh, John Saxon for one more movie. Come on, Quentin Tarantino. I don't need to see another cannibal film. I don't want to see another cannibal film, but I want to see, I don't no. I don't think I want to see another cannibal film, but I'd like to see an, an exploitation film that would, you know, something or something hardcore that would utilize. I wish somebody would put John Saxon in something like that would utilize his talents as like an older, an older gentleman now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
But like maybe you know, I think he could definitely have an old like detective role. You know what I mean? Like oh, for sure. It's like his last year on the force or something, and I don't know, some fucking sleazy bikers rolling the town. No, I don't know something something pretty. I don't know. The bike films are kind of. I don't know if they're dying off or bike films will never die off. But I hope not, man. I love bike films. Bike films are why fucking that's the only reason to be alive <laughs> and watch movies. It's like for that one biker film that's going to come along. And hey, did you see that one uh, with Joe Namath? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I can't remember. I had it. Uh, I'll have to look it up uh, later on. Yeah, there's this one with Joe Namath. It's a it's a bike film, man. It's a it's a sleazy bike film, and uh, Joe Namath is in it. I think he's like the the lead fucking. He's like the uh, uh, the prez. So, oh, yeah, you know, it's like Joe Namath fucking rides a motorcycle and shit, like a chopper. And it's like, yeah, that was probably Joe Namath's fucking chopper. They're like, Joe, bring your bring your chopper down and stuff. So, man. Well, yeah. Overall, though, I would uh, I would recommend checking this film out. I mean, I don't know if I would. I, in my personal level, I do like my purchase with the film because I I think it's a it's a decent film. I think it's a probably a B plus or so. No, I wish I had this on DVD uh, for the, the whole John Saxon factor. I had to go track this down in the wild, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to find. It's out of print now. So yeah, good luck finding it, but. I would recommend checking it out. You like cannibal films in the city? I think it was shot in fucking Atlanta, Georgia, or something. But really, uh, yeah, it was shot in Atlanta, Georgia. It was shot in the ATL, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. In January, when it was cold, <laughs> they're all wearing coats. So. Yeah, well, they were wearing coats. So. Yeah. Yeah, there must have been a, quite a few American actors then but you could tell everybody's voice was dubbed over yeah it was it was weird like i think that that's the only way the italians are like that's the only way they know how to work you know what i mean is just like record the sound later like you can move you can move faster if you don't have to try to record sound on location you know what i mean you can just shoot 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 and i don't know if you've seen any behind the scenes of like argento and stuff but uh you know, he's got all kinds of machines and shit running, and it's like, how the hell could you get sound for this? <laughs> you know, but he's doing all kinds of these crazy crane shots, you know, so. But, uh, yeah, overall, I, I I recommend this film. I mean, I wouldn't go out and pay, like, a shitload of no. money for this. I think that um, your best bet would be to try to, it might be on YouTube or something, I don't know. I'm sure it is. It yeah, this thing looks like it's probably YouTube worthy. I would say. Um, I don't know if you can find it on VHS. I mean, that's pretty much as good as good as this DVD is. So if you can find the the VHS of this movie, I would just try to pick that up. So. Yeah. Because I'm sure there was a clamshell or something put out here in the U.S. At some or maybe just you know regular release sometime at some point during the you know late '80s, early '90s sure if you look around and maybe there was a regular theatrical release or not theatrical release but you know video run release of it so well uh, yeah i'm glad you got to see something you haven't seen before too man so 
yeah, it was yeah, it was definitely a change of pace, and we've been doing a bunch of uh, I don't know, we have been doing a bunch of foreign films mm-hmm. um, on EC here and there, and uh, I don't know if you caught any of those episodes we did, but uh, we've been. I don't know, I've been kind of swaying towards the foreign stuff. Of course, you turned me on to something fucking foreign so recently. So, well, I had already seen a man's work, but uh, you know, I wanted to see. I wanted to see this because you show you sent me the link. It, you didn't even tell me about it. You just sent me that trailer. Yeah, I wrote a review for uh, Sleaze Fiend issue two and everything. Oh, like, nice. Yeah. So I'll have to look forward to checking that out. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got some future stuff coming up. I think, though, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be soon here because I'm just starting up this new job. So we'll we'll see how things go. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, I think this is. What do you want to do? Something like monthly with this? Yeah, or? we're looking to do like a monthly show. It's not okay. gonna be. Uh, I mean, we have other obligations too, but. You know, we want to kind of have something, something else. Let's just say that. Yeah, look, they, that's nice because you know, EC, we put that out monthly, and then I don't know. I'm, somehow, I'm always somebody always was like, "Hey, everyone, have you on my podcast or whatever?" You know, so I'll end up or you know, every now and again, Strebel hit me up, and I love going on his show too. You know, because he's you know high energy, and uh, you know, I'm thinking though, like I told you. Uh, we, I don't know if he'll maybe he'll check this podcast. I know he's a podcast listener, but uh, I think this show would be great to have Strebo Rama on, yeah, because you know he loves this art house shit, and uh, you know what I mean. He he knows about like good think piece films that are sleazy. Like he's probably got a whole list of like <laughs> sleazy art, nice. sleaze sleaze art. So yeah, I always dug him. Yeah, on EC too. So. Uh, Strebo is extremely knowledgeable, and just some of the films we've been talking about reviewing out here, I'm sure he's seen them all. So you know what I mean? He, oh, yeah. the man, gets around and watches everything. Although the man had some harsh words to say about Night of the Common, I don't know what to think. Really? I'm disappointed. Yeah, he doesn't like it. I, I, apparently, he'd never seen it, and then he watched it. He was like, "This is terrible." Blah blah blah. I'm like. This is something from my childhood, man. I'm with you on that, man. I love that movie. It's great. It's just like if it's just like uh, if looks could kill. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like some people will be like, "This is terrible." I'll be like, "That's my childhood." Classic, Shut the man. fuck up. That's my childhood. You don't know anything about that. That was like every fucking every afternoon during the summer. It was like on like at varying times. I'm gonna huh? nail your ass to the wall. Oh my god. That. I don't even know. Somehow that we'll flip that into this. Maybe yeah. we'll do it on this show, or we can do it on VTM, or yeah. I don't know what crowd that'll really fit with. But uh, if we if you want to do it on this show, I'm so down for some kind of coverage on that. Uh, yeah, we might we might sprinkle that in. You never know. It's a classic, kids. Get out there and check it out. You should play the trailer. You should have played the trailer already earlier. That should. Is there a, tra- is there a decent trailer for this film? I'll Fuck th- it. I'll throw up the fucking trailer. Yeah. Play play the if looks could kill trailer. I'm I'll, sure that's I'm sure that's got all kinds of shit. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I've seen it, but uh, it's probably got a bunch of '90s. If looks could kill. I love the James Bond ripoffs. Fucking what's it, Richard Greco? Yeah, Greco. I seen a recent picture of him. He looks terrible. Man, 
Yeah, one came out. Richard Grigo's been partying too hard. He's so fucking. He's Mr. Slick and smooth and this. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. He's like, you know, Johnny Depp was a hard hitter around this time, too. And I think he was like, I think Grigo was giving Johnny Depp a run for his money. He kind of had a Depp look going, he didn't used he? To, he used to be a John Stamos, but he didn't age well. Like, John Stamos yeah. aged beautifully. He looks very good looking. <laughs> yeah, he's had, I'm sure, I'm sure he's had some work done, too. So <laughs> his face definitely looks not. Not drastic, though, because he still looks the same. I think he just was like, and probably eats well and everything, you know, so that helps. <laughs> well, yeah. Just, <laughs> just saying. Well, let's close it out. Yeah, go to BehindTheMaskPresents.com and check out movie reviews, music reviews, video game reviews, and uh, also go to Bat's website. What is Bat? It's Exploited Cinema planet.com and uh you can look into sleaze fiend there and of course check out ec but uh you know really i mean i'm like i'm really looking to take this project i mean if if you if you're listening to this you probably listen to ec so you already know all about that so i don't need to show that shit but i'm you know i want to i want to get people mingling over here to this and uh we're i mean for like ec fans or whoever you know that's listening out there we're like what's is this going to be on the behind the mask uh website yeah, or this, this will be another this will be on the website you know okay. of course it's called hobo with a podcast easy to remember so just is it going to have its own little tab or do you have a podcast thing that drops down we'll or get its own tab so don't worry about that we're working so on the website be- It'll be right there, and of course, yep. like you said, Behind the Mask is filled with all kinds of shit. You guys do all these uh, contests and shit, and not only that, but like, I don't know, I, you know, you guys got a lot of interviews, too. Uh, there's this awesome fucking interview that you guys got with uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Though. If anybody's out there is listening to this, go out and like, I think you've got them all in interviews, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's like a separate thing, just the interview. Yeah, it's not yeah. a podcast, right? No, like, it's not a podcast. It's an interview. Right. Yeah, Rooker was an awesome guy, man. Stand-up yeah, you guys, guy. you guys have gotten quite a few uh, good. You had a better, better chance with the celebs than than I ever did. But I guess I never really just. I never pushed it hard enough either to really try to get interviews, but uh, yeah. So go check all that shit out if you're just coming in the behind the mask for the sleaze. You're like, oh, the sleaze. There's sleaze over here, and then you'll find out there's other sleazy stuff. So on the actual behind the mask presents podcast, you know. Yeah. So and just whatever that was all connected though. The interviews were all connected to the podcast. You yeah. just. You had a great idea that, yeah, I'm just going to break these down in interviews, which is smart, you know what I mean, and be separate, whereas, you know, yeah, I've done, I, you know, we did that one with Pittman, and, like, newer people are like, I didn't even know you did that, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a huge Jim Van Bever fan, I'm like, God, yeah, but I, you know, it's easy to scroll back on that kind of shit, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, stay tuned for next time, and, um. We'll have some. We I think we've already been planning some. I don't know exactly. I don't know if it's going to be the one you suggested me or the one I suggested to you. Did you get to watch that yet? I haven't. I have it sitting sitting right here. I haven't watched it yet. Though. It needs it needs to be Sunday afternoons viewing. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Watch it with the old. Watch it with your old lady because you I'm telling like you. I'm thinking your old lady will like it because it's got uh she'll like she'll like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, hey, are you gonna roll this out with something? 
Yeah, I can roll it out. You could give him. You could give him a clue. Uh, you could give him a clue. I'll I'll throw you the soundtrack, uh, the sound this key soundtrack, and they can listen to it, and then people can try to guess what the next episode. Yeah, gonna be. yeah, we we can do that. We'll, we'll throw that in the outro. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell I'll uh, I'll tell you behind the scenes because I don't want to blurt it out, but people will get it right when they hear it, probably. So, well, some people we'll see how intelligent this uh, group of you know listeners are. So, I like this. We can change it up. We can get really uh, we can get intricate with this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. And this is Riverman. This is Bad Thirty Two. Thank you for tuning in, folks. See you next time. Sex, 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 sex,